Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, June 29th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Ben Berkeley, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, Indiana Jones continues to break archaeology barriers on the big screen, but while real-life archaeology may not be like movies, it's getting more advanced by the minute, and it's tech that is bringing the big leaps. Before we get to any of that, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. All right. First off, OpenAI selected London for its first international office, citing the city's world-class talent. And my first thought here was just like that. We are one step closer to a sophisticated AI office robot named Sir Bottingham. Anyway, in other news, Joby Aviation, the company that wants to basically make the electric vertical takeoff and landing version of Uber or the eVTOL version of Uber. So its stock flying high yesterday after it got a permit to test fly its first electric flying taxi built on a production line. By the way, Joby's largest investor is none other than Toyota, which has invested around $400 million in the company. Moving along, do you want to make augmented reality glasses a reality? I don't, says Google, according to reporting from Insider. The tech giant has reportedly killed off Iris, its augmented reality glasses project after years of development, preferring now to focus on software to power other AR platforms rather than building some in-house hardware. I just, just want to add really quickly here, Jacob, this feels like a great call. As, as someone who spent many years of my life not developing AR glasses, <laughs> I just think they're really going to like not doing it. <laughs> Life is just, it's just better when you're not making these products that people kind of don't really seem to want anyway. I, I agree with that. And, and they should know better than this, right? Google Glass is the, of this. So, so true. I guess they, they're learning their lesson more than once. Moving along, though, the Biden administration is reportedly looking to do some more chipping away at the competition, weighing further restrictions on AI chip exports to China as part of a strategy to limit the country's AI capabilities. And lastly, there's a new entirely unholy condiment that will be available in four MLB ballparks next Tuesday, and that is Pepsi-infused ketchup, or kolachup, 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 I don't know, kolachup. Yeah, I, I mean... I've just been thinking about this concoction all day and I I don't I don't fault them for going with that name. I don't see a whole lot of other ways you could go with it. Catch <laughs> catch a cola, pep chub, I don't know. So cola chub, sure. No matter what, it's just so unappetizing. 
And and that this is coming from someone who loves a hot dog at a ballpark as much as anyone. It's just no 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 thanks. No thanks indeed. And with that, let's get to today's main story. Okay, Ben, we got the latest installment of the Indiana Jones film franchise hitting theaters today. And I mean, when you think of archaeology, Indiana Jones is the first thing that pops up in probably many people's mind. But if you pressed real life archaeologists, I imagine they would not recommend some of the archaeological techniques he employs in the films. Uh, You wrote a story about about this broader topic today. Uh, What what should we know? Yeah, I mean, I, I so I started at this place because, as you know, Indiana Jones is near and dear to my heart. I grew up watching the films, and they didn't exactly prompt me to desire a career in the field. But you know, I, I started looking into how many other people did that, and what I found was, you know, that definitely got a, a lot of people into the field. And so I think that that's something that will always be part of the legacy of these films. You know, Harrison Ford got an award from the Archaeological Institute of America for for really getting the public interested in this exploration. But you're also kind of seeing, not surprisingly, a very dramatized version of what the work is actually like. I think actual field work. It seems like every article I read, archaeologists were kind of just like, yeah, that's not our world. Then I think that as they explain what they're, you know, really careful and tedious laboratory kind of work is really like kind of makes sense why they didn't make that the movie seems like it wouldn't be a great movie it's still still a really interesting field though and i think that there's just a lot of really fascinating advancements happening all around archaeology and you know as much as we want to talk about indiana jones i think it's just a it's an entry point into a field that maybe we don't think about except for every decade when lucasfilm rolls out a a new installment so <laughs> that's true that's true well, I assume the new tech does not have to do, I think, was it Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? There was UFO technology. I assume we're not there yet, but what are some of the latest tech advancements we're seeing in this a Great field? question. And I would note, it's very possible those advancements are here, just very <laughs> classified still. So we'll, we'll skip those for today. But I think what was really interesting, and I, I found a lot of different examples, you know, different machine learning applications going into, you know, genomic dating to try to figure out kind of how to better date, you know, long dead organisms, really, really interesting stuff going on all around. The thing that really jumped out to me, and we're not going into every application of new technology in archaeology today, because, you know, people have things to do. But I think that was what was really interesting is so much of the advancements being made in in imaging, where this is a field that relied for so many years on going, say, if you know, if you're analyzing cave drawings, you're going to the field and you are making very, you know, your best, most faithful version of a 2D sketch, and you're digitizing that and then you're trying to analyze it. We're so much further now, you know, all these 3D imaging technologies are allowing archaeologists not only to build these really intricate 3D models of, you know, of their discoveries, they're also helping them to discover artwork that was previously missed. There was a group in Australia that was analyzing ancient rock art 
and using an AI model, which was, I believe, 89% accurate at determining what was actually applied to rock versus what was just kind of bare rock surface. These things are so faded after so many years that you can't tell it's there. AI can. And similarly, a group going into caves in rural Alabama discovered North America's largest cave paintings because they they use this really, you know, state-of-the-art 3D imaging technology to identify these these faint works that they had not seen before. There was there was another team that was working out of an Egyptian temple and they were mapping ancient graffiti and they had mentioned that the work that they were doing would typically take years, but now with some of this new technology, it's getting done in a matter of days. So it's really exciting to see what additional discoveries we'll be finding because people are spending more time out in the field and less time digitizing 2D sketches. Yeah, I think that is really cool. When I was reading this story, I was thinking to myself about how excited the industry of archaeology must be nowadays that they have all this new tech to use. And also, and you know, it's it's actually called the referred to as the CRM space, not customer relationship management like the space we are in, but cultural resource management is a really big space. And for for context, if there's anything being built, construction, any ground being broken that uses federal funding, there has to be CRM and archaeological surveys and all this fieldwork that's done to abide by legal mandates for historic preservation. So when you think about the more than trillion dollar infrastructure bill that was just passed, it's really like a boom time for this space in the coming years. There's money going to be going towards new roads, bridges, waterways, solar and wind farms, offshore chip factories, electric grids, other kinds of land development. And there's a lot there across archaeology, maritime archaeology, historic preservation, paleontology, construction compliance, education too that will have to be done. And so actually the Society for American Archaeology estimates that annual spending on all this will increase from about 1.46 billion to 1.85 billion by 2031. And 11,000 jobs they say will also be created, the majority of which the vast majority of which will go to archaeologists. So pretty cool time right now for our very I guess old industry or an industry focused on old stuff, <laughs> yes. a lot of new stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be really, I mean, you, you mentioned that they're going to be spending over a billion in this area in the next decade. Very interesting to see, will that surpass the box office for Indiana Jones? Well, I, that's an interesting point. I, I don't think, I think Harrison Ford probably hopes that the box office will surpass the annual spending on all of archaeology <laughs> in the United States. But Maybe not. Maybe maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I guess I would probably argue. Harrison Ford, it seems like he's mostly just interested in flying his plane and trying very hard to not crash it. May he never do that. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have an awesome Thursday. Catch you tomorrow. 
Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.